0: Welcome to This Wayfaring Life where we celebrate coming fully alive to the adventure of following Jesus. I'm your host Dawn Jackson. Each week we lean into stories and conversations of faith and hope seasoned with just enough grit to give you traction. I'm glad you're here. It is always good to be back here with you friends and so excited for this episode and I'm looking at my notes and I'm seeing that this is episode 17, which is absolutely amazing to me. And here's why. If you've been following along on this journey with me, I've mentioned this before. It took me forever to finally pull the trigger and start a podcast. I had been thinking about it for a couple years and in the last year had been thinking very seriously about it, but it was like I had my finger on the trigger and I just wouldn't pull the trigger. I think, I don't know, there are probably lots of reasons for that that we don't have time for today, but finally did it. And I'm so glad that I did. And here we are, 17 weeks later. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Um, I look forward to this, and I really I enjoy some of you. I get to see on a regular basis, whether we go to church together or we're in the community together, and I run into you, or maybe you're on one of my social media friends, and you DM me. Um, and I just want to say that it's just so much fun doing this with y'all. So thank you for being here. Thank you for the encouragement. And uh, yeah, let's jump in because today. Uh, for today's shout out, um, I want to shout out Wisdom and Wellness Merch. Now, many of you know, especially if you've been listening to the podcast, and I have a friend by the name of Wit that we do some collaborating together with our friend Hill. And then I've had Wit on the podcast. I've had Wit and Hill together on the podcast in the past. Well. WIT is a health and wellness coach, and um, she runs a business called Wisdom and Wellness with WIT. And besides her coaching resources, which she's developed, which are amazing, and you might want to go check those out too, because they're super cool, she's got some really cool merch. And so I'm thinking, hey, you know, this is December, and maybe you're still doing some Christmas shopping, or maybe you're doing some shopping for yourself and i encourage you to go and check her site out now if you follow me on my socials you might have noticed from time to time that i'm wearing a black cap And my black cap says, my mind belongs to Jesus. And it's such a cool cap. And I get some cool comments on it. It's a great discussion starter. Well, that comes from Witt's um, merch shop. And so she's got beanies and caps with really cool captions that reflect her interest in spiritual transformation, particularly the transformation of the mind. Um, I'm going to be buying a beanie. I haven't bought a beanie yet, but uh, I went and got that uh, link and I'm going to get a beanie as well. Um, and, uh, she's also got apparel and mugs. And like I said, she's got cool coaching resources too, to really build you up, especially if you're dealing with any of the mind body syndrome and all of that. So, um, it's, they're just really a cool way to start some fun conversations on topics of our minds being transformed as well as on topics of our faith. So go check her stuff out. The link will be in the show notes. And, uh, yeah, lots of fun stuff there. Hey, all right. This episode, like I just said, it's December. This episode's dropping in December. And I know a lot of you are going to have a little bit of extra time during the holidays. I mean, once we get to Christmas, I mean, right now you're probably, you might even be listening to this while you're driving to go Christmas shopping or to a Christmas party or whatever that might be. But at some point, hopefully you're going to get a little bit of downtime. And, um, and I know you're podcast listeners because you're listening to this, So possibly not all of you are readers. I realize not everybody likes to read, but you might know someone who does. And so today I want to highlight a few of my favorite reads. And these reads, these books definitely support what it looks like to be a Wayfair. And hey, if you're not a reader, you're a podcast listener only Hey, no worries on that. Maybe consider getting the audio version of books. Um, I do both. I, I love a good audio book, especially if it's one you can really listen to while driving where it's easy to keep your attention and also not distract you from what you're doing. Um, but you, maybe you like the audio side. I also just love reading. Um, I remember being taught years ago that the day you stop learning is the day you stop leading. One of the easiest ways to keep learning is To read and of course listen to audio, whether it's podcast or audiobooks. And um, so, I am an avid reader, and in the future, I'm probably going to do some shout outs on some books and probably an occasional uh episode like on some current reads, just saying, Hey, this quarter I happened to read this book or these couple of books, and they were amazing. And so, they'll be super current, at least current in the sense of when I read them. But today, I wanted to just highlight some of my all-time favorite books. And one of them, in fact, the first one that gets mentioned is actually been, has been made into a movie. It is a true story. It's been made into a movie. It is coming out on Christmas this year, 2023 on Christmas. I don't know if it's Christmas day or right around Christmas and I can hardly Wait, and I'm not a real big movie person, but when I find a great book, and this is one of my favorite all-time books, and I know they've been wanting to make this into a movie for a while that I just, I'm super, super excited. So the first one that I'm highly recommended as a read and a movie, um, is The Boys in the Boat. Subtitle is Nine Americans and Their Epic Quest for Gold at the 1936 Berlin Olympics. And it is by Daniel James Brown. Now it is a true story. And when I first picked up, picked up the book, I was not expecting much. And just being honest, I it had some high ratings, but I wasn't expecting much because it follows the sport of rowing. And I had... I had no interest at all at that time in rowing. How could a book about rowing be any good? But let me just say that I was wrong. Um, everything in my mind about the book changed as soon as I started reading it, um, because it is far it is about far more than rowing, and it even makes the sport of rowing come alive. Like you will literally sit there wanting to cheer while you're reading a book. That is how good this read is. The stories of these boys also, it's during the depression era. They are, most of them are underdogs, especially the key uh, character in this story, the key person. And they're underdogs in so many different ways. And yet they keep overcoming the odds. It's absolutely incredible. Plus the book is chock full of leadership principles that can be gleaned. And, um, it is, as I said earlier, it is one of my favorite books of all times. So if you pick it up and you go, oh my gosh, there's a lot of pages. All right. At least go see the movie. Um, in my humble opinion, books are always better than the movie. I'm going to see the movie too, because I've been waiting for a couple of years for this to come out because after I read the book and I started researching on it and I saw that they were turning it into a movie, it's like, I've been waiting. Uh, like I said, I'm not a big movie buff, but I can hardly wait to watch it on the big screen. And I highly recommend reading it. Oh, and by the way, after I read it, I recommended it to a couple of friends, and one of them got the audiobook, so I did too. It is an easy book to listen to on the audiobook app. So, anyway, that's book number one. All right, book number two is Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Subtitled it's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. It's by Pete Scazzaro. Those of you who know me personally know me that I talk about this book all the time. It has been in my top five reads ever since I first read it back in 2016. And when I first read it, it came recommended to me, um, by one of our interns when I was on staff, uh, over at faith. And this the intern told me, Hey, my boss, she worked at a, at a nonprofit, a Christian nonprofit, and her boss would have them read this book every year. And I'm like, wow, uh, to require people to read the book yearly. That's pretty amazing. It must be an amazing read. And so I read it and it rocked my world in such a good way that I have taken at least five groups of people through it now. And the main premise is exactly what the title suggests you cannot be any more spiritually mature than you are emotionally mature. In a lot of uh Christian worlds, like a lot of churches and such, especially during my growing up days, emotions were knocked left and right. We were more really more taught to like stuff our emotions, or that some emotions almost like were bad or be embarrassed about emotions. And that is so unhealthy. So this book will challenge most people to rethink how they see emotions and to learn to process those emotions with Jesus, which is absolutely beautiful. It will take your walk with the Lord to a whole new level and ideally also process those emotions in a healthy group setting. Cause there's just something powerful about being with safe people, talking things out. Now, this book also introduces contemplative prayer practices that become part of the key disciplines in providing an environment for emotional health. It's where I, I had come across contemplative practices. Some when I was in college and a little bit in my undergrad over at Fuller, but this is where I really jumped in to more like, uh, practicing times of silence and solitude, uh, Sabbath, these different, uh, disciplines, um, which have transformed my life. So another amazing read, get the book friends. If you haven't already get the book. All right. Number three, uh, this is the best leadership book I have read in a long time and it is called managing leadership anxiety, yours and theirs. It is by Steve Cuss. um, I read this book for the first time, probably a little over a year ago. He takes uh, family systems theory and applies it to church leadership structures and church staff. And, uh, you know, whether or not you've worked on a church staff or not, maybe you've been involved in leadership as volunteers. And, uh, you know, anytime you get a group of people together, they can act many ways, just like families, uh, which the same thing can happen in churches, church staff, pastors are not perfect we are all broken people and if we're not careful can become unhealthy just like a family and even toxic and this book book gives insight and practices for the leader to apply to himself or herself and not just the leader like say you're a member of a team maybe you're a volunteer member um you can still you can still use this book uh but especially if you're in any type of like formal leadership oh my gosh you've got to read this And you can use it, um, to also mentor your team members. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just powerful. And like I said, even if you're not on a church staff, you would still greatly benefit from reading this. It definitely applies to marketplace and workplace relationships. One of my key takeaways, um, in this book, and there's a lot of takeaways, but one of my key ones is really learning to be differentiated. Which basically is in, in relationships oftentimes we tend to fall on one one or one side or the other of a spectrum either something's happening and we get so enmeshed in the emotions of this other person It's not healthy we can become codependent we're totally absorbing all their feel, all their emotion um, and anxiety if you will I guess I don't know if you can absorb somebody else's emotion but you absorb their anxiety and maybe by absorbing it um, not in a good way like you're taking it on. Or you can become completely detached where you're just sort of like, like you can hold them, everybody at a distance. You don't get involved emotionally at all. You're rather stoic. Neither one of those is healthy. Instead, we need to be differentiated, which is where we have the ability to move toward people with compassion without absorbing their anxiety. Much easier said than done. He has practices that you can do to help put this principle into play in your own life. Plus some other great coaching in his book. It's amazing. Pick it up. (laughs) You will not regret reading this. And the fourth one, um, this is my favorite book on prayer. Uh, and it's called praying like monks living like fools. Subtitle is an invitation to the wonder and mystery of prayer. It's by Tyler Statton and, um, I read this a little over a year ago as well, transformed my prayer life. So powerful. You know, staying focused in prayer has always been a big challenge of mine. I, I tend to, I love stories. And so reading the Bible on a regular basis, especially if I'm reading any stories like the stories of Jesus or the stories in Genesis or the story of King David and Solomon and the Kings, like those for me were rather easy for me to have a daily discipline time of reading the Bible, but daily prayer. I'd start to pray and then I'd start to think about lunch or I would, I just get distracted so easily. In fact, a lot of what I ended up doing, especially in my early days is taking my prayer time and turning it into where I would journal my prayers because I could stay focused better. And if I got distracted, I could easily come back. Well, this book, um, that it does not use a guilt trip to motivate you. And I do believe though, this book is going to make you want to go out and pray all day. And that's how, that's how the impact it had on me was like, prayer is amazing. You'll come away with it, uh, from reading it with a deeper understanding of prayer, as well as practices and resources to support you in the growth of your prayer life. Um, it's, it's an easy book to read. It's one that would be amazing to read and discuss with other people. Uh, if you do the Bible app, um, You version, they've got a devotional, you can do them five days. If you just want an overview of the book, uh, it's so good. So good. So I'm going to put the links to all these books in the show notes. Uh, but there's four reads for you. Maybe one of those really jumped out at you. I hope so. And you want to grab it and jump into it, um, and spend a little bit of time reading or doing some audio books or buy the book as a gift for a friend. um, They'll, they will, people are going to enjoy these reads. So, all right, friends, that's it for this week. We got one more week and then I'm going to take the last week of this, of this year off on podcasting. So one more week next week. And I'm so excited because I'm in the process of planning 2024, both for podcasts, but also for this way and faring life, my business. And I've got some fun little coaching things I'm putting into play that I'm going to be letting you know about. I don't know. I might do a shout out to some of those next week on the podcast. If not, I'll be sharing for sure at the beginning of the year. So anyway, have a fantastic, uh, fantastic week. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me today on This Wayfaring Life. If you'd like more information on coaching with me, head over to thiswayfaringlife.net, where I offer growth coaching for life, leadership, and spiritual formation. See you next time.